0: Okay, welcome back to episode number 27. Mm. How's everyone doing?
1: Great. High, energy's high. No, not high. Energy is high. Episode 27. <laughs> we, are, we, are, we, are, we are flying through these episodes, guys. Energy is, energy is sky high right now. Can't wait for this episode.
0: Cool. So you're here with myself, Olu, Shua, Daniel, and Pabilo. On this week's episode, we are going to actually go back and find out why Pabilo got rid of his TV. <laughs> so I think a few weeks ago, we were talking about reading and how Pabilo read 52 books. Um, he also mentioned during that episode that he got rid of his TV. So we're going to actually fact check and see what some of the benefits benefits of getting rid of your TV. And then we'll do the book review, which will be done by Daniel Johnson. So stay tuned and let's get started.
2: Take off, take flight with
1: you. We never fly, but we're flying.
2: So P. Oh yeah, first, yeah. Of, all, first <laughs> of all, it's funny because I think it was Sunday I got one of them adverts from Ty
3: Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> do you sign do you sign up? Do you sign up? No.
2: why, why not? Didn't interest me, but anyway, yeah. He talk, he spoke about the book. Yeah, thing. Op- opportunities
3: about, will continue to pass you by.
2: It, it, I know opportunities don't pause, they pass anyway. Yeah, they're passing uh, you. Should have signed up, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, but it, it just reminded me of the episode because he spoke about books anyway. Mm. You mentioned in a a long an episode quite a while ago that you didn't have a TV. I don't know if this was on record or off, yeah. off air, but it really intrigued me. So I really want to understand before we get on to the top like proper subject of TV, but. Why did you get rid of your TV? It was it because of money? TV
0: license.
1: <laughs> TV no license. license is, TV, TV
3: license. It's funny you say that. TV license is very expensive in Switzerland. Very
0: but,
1: um, expensive. It wasn't.
3: It wasn't. Whether you have a TV or not, you still have to pay it because you have internet.
2: That's another. Was, 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 was it because of Arsenal?
3: No, no, no. It was. I think. Uh, so while well, I'm trying to think, what was what was the real what was the sort of click moment? I think. Um. So I've got a couple of things listed down here, but I'm trying to go back. I'm trying to recall back as to what was the reason why I do. I think, honestly, it was it was this, it was around the same time I found myself reading. Um, um, yeah, okay, it's so a couple of points, and I'll just I'll just sh- share them. So it was it was it was around the point when I was in the habit of reading. So a book a week, and, and found myself using probably reading about a, an hour and a half in the evenings, um, and I didn't. It got to a point where I wasn't even. Needing the TV anymore, and um, the great thing about you know your, your wife or whoever's whoever's around you is whatever you end up doing yourself, your wife will follow. So Lauren was also reading a lot, so we didn't we didn't use the TV, but the way our the way our sitting room was positioned, it was facing the television. So we had we had like everybody's um, sitting room, so you have the couches facing the television, and I thought to myself, babe, we're not using this television. Should we put it somewhere else or put it downstairs? So um, around the reading, but really what it comes down to is this, is when you, anyone, anyone can do this exercise. If you're working a nine to five and your goal is to build something meaningful on the side to eventually scale up where you can actually rely on it from a full-time standpoint, you don't have much time in the day to do that. And, and one, one person showed us, if you, you look at your sort of life, where you are now, say 30 to the age, and you're looking to retire, some people 35, 40, 50. So you've got a time span in which you're trying to get something done if you didn't clock up the number of hours so 9 to 5 you're working most people work beyond that clocking the number of times you uh, clock up the number of hours you need to eat spend time with family you'll find during the day you don't actually have much time to work on that thing you're trying to do on the side and so i had to start looking at parts of our lives where we can sort of reduce or cut out and one of them was television because i didn't find personally it becoming sort of any bringing any value whatsoever I needed to. What I told Lauren we need to develop our own program versus mm-hmm. being programmed by what's on the television. I, I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it got quite fascinating because you go into anyone's house, and everything is facing towards the television. Now, unless that television is producing something of real value, I don't know why everything is geared towards the television. So I actually, I actually got quite disturbed at the way we all position our sitting room to face the television. The other thing that also got to me was. This was before we decided to take the decision to, to really take it out. Is I would come home from work and it would actually pain me to see Lauren watching the television because I know she's not getting anything out of it. And it's almost like if you if do this, if you watch somebody watching television, they look like they're going dumb by the minute.
2: But it, but doesn't that not, not depend on what you're watching?
3: It's true, but but most of us, most people are watching. Okay, once you I think it comes down to once you start to align your your core values and, and, and what it is you want to start working on, you'll find that television, you don't have any time for what's on the television. Unless now, again, you can go back to obviously what you're watching. You may decide to put on an informative Netflix special or documentary. But to be honest with you, it it's it, it's for for the most part, for most people watching television, it's really, really a non-value ad. So what we decided to do was the following instead of having one couch or two couches that face the television, we'll have a couch that faces each other. And our our quote-unquote television is myself and Lauren having discussions in the evening and debating ideas and topics and things that we want to do in the near future. So we've replaced the television with what is much more now of a therapeutic discussion in the evenings. And it allows us to have more time to do things which we feel are adding much more value to our lives. So... um. What was interesting, I think, is once you find something that you think is more valuable to replace the television, you'll never look back. So once we once we put it I only brought it up one time, which was for the World Cup final, sure was around and I and I brought it up to the sitting room and put it back down again. But I don't miss it. And and oh, if you so also you think you own a TV, you're just taking it down. It's downstairs and it's downstairs and seller. But okay, I mean, I've I mean I should sell it to be honest, because I don't actually I really don't see um I just don't see the value. I really don't. Because yeah, yeah, if you yeah. think about we have our phones, we have our laptops and we also have television. And okay, so, so that so, so that was yeah, that was a few points as
2: to why we got rid of it. Okay, so you 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 pretty much highlighted the benefits of the of what, what what's happened or taken place since getting rid of it. What are the drawbacks? So when you find you do want to watch something, do you ultimately just turn to a laptop or PC to maybe tune into something on live TV or do you go on YouTube? Because I'm sure, I'm sure you haven't completely, you might have eliminated the TV, but you might not have eliminated all content that you would have consumed through a TV completely in your life. Correct. So, so our source of, of information or the replacement you'd say is YouTube, because what we're doing now
3: is we, I'm programming what I want to watch as opposed to being, as opposed to the program being there and it's programming me because you, you, I mean, obviously you can select what you want to watch on television. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's the same thing as YouTube. But I just I just find that I p- prefer to have more control on what I digest as opposed to yeah. just having...
2: Um, what's, I don't being know. Forced, what's being forced on exactly. you. Exactly. Know, BBC
3: yeah. News playing, which doesn't do anything for me. Or um, uh, a lot of the, I don't know, um, EastEnders or things that you kind of... Mm. Because, because okay. what happens is people use television as a way of downtime. And I get that. But what you need to keep in mind is... You're, it's I don't I didn't find I've been watching television for 25 years just think of that and I thought to myself okay how much have I really benefited from watching television how much have I benefited from watching I mean growing up it was nice to obviously watch my and kids and these things but if you look at outside of that I'm not picking up anything that inspires me or new ideas that I can share with my wife I can share with my brothers I need to go somewhere else to find this inspiration
2: so so what, so what Netflix series are you watching
3: right now what Netflix am I watching I don't have Netflix <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Netflix.
2: Um, that's so trying to you up. Oh no, I, I don't have Netflix. Yeah, I know. I, I understand where you're coming from, especially when you talk about um, living rooms being centered around the TV. Because when I was growing up in our living room, we, we my dad made a decision that we wouldn't have a TV in the living room. It was just oh, um, sofas right. because he didn't want the TV to be the center of conversation. And that's what so, and that's what usually happens. Yeah, so we had a TV in our um, kitchen family room. Kitchen and family room, it was the, um, yeah, it was a family room. So we had a TV there, but we didn't have one in the living room. And then it was just in the, in bedrooms. But that, you know, it made a big difference because when we were in the living room, we had meaningful discussions, meaningful conversations. Similarly, if you're having dinner at a dinner table and not in front of a TV, you have very much, uh, very different conversations, much meaningful discussions and actual conversations rather than just being silent, being there, but not listening or talking to each other.
3: Yeah, I think I think I think people should. Um, I think uh, so. We've actually become a big fan of open space. So luckily, we have an apartment where the kitchen, sitting room, and the dining room is open. And getting rid of the television, we we're always in a we're always in a space where we're having we're having conversations with each other about different ideas or or, or you know what happened at work or something along those lines. And I think if the television was there, we would just find ourselves just sort of watching it. In, in, in quiet uh, being quiet and, and I, I mean I really I really really didn't didn't see how it was adding much more value I didn't ever see the value at all
2: do you watch films or go to the cinema no nah. you don't no nah. I mean like I mean really
3: but I think I'm
2: not saying like go weekly yeah like I know there was no, a film you wanted to watch
3: I think what it comes down to I think what it comes down to is this I don't want to because I don't want to sound like the Grinch I don't want to sound
2: late. like <laughs>
3: too late <laughs> <laughs> guys. If no, you, but I think, I, I think, you're painting a, great, I just, picture.
2: You're, you're paying a yeah. great
3: picture for yourself. <laughs> yeah. I just don't, I, at this stage of my life, I really don't see any value in the television at all, whatsoever. I really don't. I, I, it would be, you would, you would, it would be, you couldn't convince me to bring it back upstairs. Because yeah, I've, been able to, I've been able to sure. see, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been able to see what I can get out of Lauren, what she can get out of me by having a, a space where, it's open for debate, discussion, ideas. I just had my family over this weekend. If there was a television, all they would end up doing is sitting down, turning on the television and we, because it's a natural reaction. You go into someone's house and you sit down and you look at the television.
2: So when uh, you watch your wedding video, what did you watch it on?
3: On the laptop, isn't it?
2: could <laughs>
3: what i could i was thinking I could have the television and beam YouTube on there or beam something like that, but what I don't like is I don't like the way that a sitting room or a living room is centered facing towards the television, so anything we need to watch the, the laptop is fine and also the um uh, and also the the yeah the monitor monitors is perfectly fine as well, mm-hmm. and I actually think and i actually if i if when i when uh, inshallah the day that I actually have kids we will, because they're going to have, when they start to go over their friend's house, there'll be enough television for them there. But in our house, just like your dad's uh, practiced, there won't be any television. There's a, there's a lot more for us to do as a family than sit down and None watch None of their friends
0: are going to want to come ha- over to you guys' house. They'll be like, I want no, to
3: come over to you. Will, you. <laughs> You'll be surprised. No, 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 they will. They will. But it's 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 just, I just find, I think what mm-hmm. you should do is just stand in your sitting room and watch someone watch television and just look at them. Mm-hmm. And you say to yourself, is that what is that what I'm gonna look like? It looks like you're just going dumb.
2: Yeah. But but it always comes back to what you watch because I think if we if we like move on in terms of yeah. you know, I think Shawel Olu and myself, what we watch on TV, I have a TV in my living room, I have a TV in the kitchen. And I'll be honest with you, I don't watch my TV. I don't I saw watch you watch TV. Love Island every yeah, every day yeah i watch, watch love island but I'm, that's not much i'm saying yeah, don't try and put things in your mouth because yeah i watch it but i don't watch a lot of tv that's one, that's thing. love hours an hour a day no love island not love hour oh whatever it's called i don't you can tell i don't watch it well you obviously know about it because you're talking about jordan earlier anyway
1: <laughs>
2: but youtube what i'm trying to say is what i'm trying to say is i don't watch much tv I might watch things from time to time, but generally speaking, I'm not someone to just put on the TV and sit in front of it. Because there to me there isn't much on TV. There's not much useful constructive things that are gonna help me or add value to my life that I think is worth spending time in front of.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So therefore, the TVs, if they weren't here, it wouldn't be such a bad thing, but from time to time I do like to watch things or watch football when it's when the season's when the season started. Mm mm yeah no. How um, do you, know Olu, because Olu, I know I know you're a big TV person based on what based on you <laughs> based on you wanting to mount the TV in a wall and drill holes into it based okay, on that so based on no facts yes.
0: just based on based the fact on that I
2: own the TV facts, based on the fact that you wanted to drill holes into your wall to mount a TV that's okay, one basically so on
0: I own a TV um, if I look at even the last week honestly I can't remember the last time I turned on my TV so um I agree with everything you said, P, but I'm not sort of the person that will remove it. It's just I don't have time now to just sit in front of the TV. So I structure my day in such a way that if I think about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like my whole week, most of the time I'm either out doing something, maybe Tuesday nights I play football, Wednesdays we're recording the podcast when I get back from work. So I put stuff in place where it doesn't give me an opportunity just to sit in front of my TV and watch it. Secondly,
2: instead, you instead you watch YouTube. That's what you do. I
0: do YouTube. I watch a lot. I listen to lots of podcasts and videos on YouTube all the time. Um, so and also, what I did, which I agree with you, P, is removing the like the aerial cable. So I just use my Fire Stick. So hmm. I I pick what I watch because I don't like the fact that you can just turn on a TV screen and just consume something that someone selected. Because a lot of it has got certain messaging, uh, political, social views that you might not agree with. But it's just if you watch it constantly, like there's some people that might turn on BBC One or BBC Two and just watch it for five hours straight with ads and everything that comes to you. You're being programmed. I think the key thing is how do you structure your life? So that you don't find yourself just sitting in front of a TV screen and just consuming. You, 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 know, you yeah. know
3: those you know those memes where they where they say uh, if you want to get to a certain point you're gonna have to sacrifice like a couple years um, in order to get there right. Yeah. And I think I think ultimately it comes down to it comes down to to that. I think I think personally that myself, Lauren, and the family, brothers, mum, we're in that space where I can't afford for. I can't afford to watch TV. I think mm. that's maybe what I'm trying to say. I can't afford to waste any more time than than what I think I've wasted in the past. And perhaps when I get closer to that to that point that we're working towards, maybe then I'll say, look, we can afford to watch television now. We can afford to sort of spend that time. But right now, um, like right now, if you come to my sitting room, what you what you'll find is uh, two couches, the, the the office space is in the corner, and I've got a whiteboard on the wall. That's mm. what we use.
0: Yeah, I got whiteboard
3: in bedroom. Any, any idea that this is in your head? Take a pen and start jotting on the whiteboard, and we can discuss it. Mm-mm. So it's, it's. I think, I think it's about changing the dynamic, um, turning it into What I like to turn it into more of a laboratory, um, and use it as an incubator for ideas versus mm. uh, sitting there downloading information from. You know, I don't know. You know what these like these these BBC One programs, BBC Two, BBC Three. Bro, it's... Nah, man, it's weak. I no, don't...
2: No, 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 no. Hey, cut that out. Cut that out. Because when Dynasties or David Attenborough <laughs> comes on, I'm all over that. All over that, BBC One. Don't even try me. Blue Planet, Planet Earth. I watch every I single know. episode. Because this education I right I don't there. know
3: what you're talking about, bro. But that's... Exactly. You don't, exactly. you don't know. You're out of, you're out of yeah. the loop. That's fine. You're out of the that's loop. Fine. That's fine. I've, ch- I've selected my own loop. That's fine. I know. It's a loop of a... <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what this reminds me of remember back in the day when you used to play pro or fifa whichever one you used to yeah. play and like when you were younger you are like i'll be playing this for the rest of my life yeah? oh, i don't know i didn't,
3: I didn't, I didn't say that, I didn't see that.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe just me i was just like i'll always be playing pro or fifa i was like i was like even if i'm 30 i'll still be i can't remember the last time i picked up a console and actually
2: yeah it's true i
0: feel like you just become you just outgrow certain yeah. things well and... not
2: everyone's <laughs> boy not everyone, but
0: I think you outgrow certain things and you start to prioritize other things. And I think for me, I wouldn't, I don't see myself getting rid of the TV, but I, I would never, if I find myself just sitting in front of the TV, that just means I'm prioritizing that versus doing or advancing in life, personal relationship. Or because me sitting in the TV, I could be going out to meet up with okay, friends. Uh, only... me sitting in front of the TV, I can increase my. My skills or um, starting a new you know, business. Be yeah. so sitting in front of it I, instead of that, I could be like <laughs> you're making a choice. I agree. So I think that's what we need to look at. It as yes, sit in front of the TV if you want to, but understand that that's a choice, and you could be using that but time. So, 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 the thing thing, so the reason
3: why the reason why I t- the reason why and I and I done this before I I learned what I learned in the book Atomic Habits, uh, which will be a book review either for myself or sure at one point.
0: I heard about that So, so yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, one of the one of the one of the powerful lessons in that book was the best way to to um, strengthen a muscle or strengthen a habit is let's say, for example, you want to improve your level of focus when you are working. So, what you decide to do is you say, I'll, "I'll take my phone and I'll put my phone in the drawer." Now, that phone is still nearby you, so at any point in time, you can always pull out the drawer and then take it back out and then start playing with it. The best way to improve your level of focus is to remove the phone from completely around you. So put it into another room because it's about adjusting your environment to almost encourage that level of focus to make it easier upon yourself. So I used the example of the television. Yes, the television could still be in a sitting room and yes, we wouldn't necessarily have to use it. But the fact that it's not here, it basically guarantees we're not going to look at it and we're going to focus um, um, sort of our evenings and, and our days on something else. So it's it's about really, you have to design an environment that that's is very conducive and encourages what habits you're trying to build at that phase you're in now. Um, because the thing is, the television being there but not turned on is still can be still enticing for you to use every now and then. Um, so, so that's kind of also the thinking: design an environment uh, that makes it easy for you to develop the right
1: habits. Yeah, and I think the studies show, P. Just to add that the studies show that it's easier for an individual to adjust their environment a little bit than. Keeping the environment as it is and having that additional motivation for exactly. yourself exactly. to get things done. So no,
3: oh, let me ask a question. Um yeah. you remember you shared with the audience at one stage where you was in a sort of a low period. Uh, yeah, yeah. you was trying to pick yourself up. How much television was you watching around that period?
0: Little or none. It was okay. more you're more during that period of time, you're more sleeping, um, is what you find yourself spending most of your time doing, versus sitting in front of a television. But But I think, obviously, obviously people react differently to different things. So some people might find it easier just to sit in front of a screen not think... Sure, sure, what do you think?
1: Um, I think with the... How much much TV do you watch currently? Who, me? So I'm... To be honest, TV, I was just thinking, I am probably minimum 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 now like the only time my tv is on is when i have friends around and we're playing fifa together and even that is like once every four months if we're trying to do something like that so i actually have a tv when i moved back to switzerland last year and i was getting my tv and on, internet, that tv TV, internet <laughs> and phone and everything so i actually only just got the internet because i realized i don't even when me and pabila were living together previously like f- f- three years ago now we had a TV box, so we had all the channels. But when I came back this year, I realized all I need is the internet. I don't even need a phone line anymore. So since then, I don't even have the cable channels. I honestly think in the last just over a year that I've been back in Switzerland, I've probably turned my TV on probably 10 times in the last year and eight of those times have been when other people have been around and it's more for a social aspect. That's the only time I'm using it now where we have the intention of playing something together and having that kind of downtime together, chilling out, rather than me just sitting on the TV and flicking through content. Now, on the flip side, I still consume content on YouTube on my phone. Um, Netflix, there was a period where I had it on my phone. And at the beginning of the year, I actually wanted to reduce my Netflix consumption. So I deleted it. Um, And then there was a period, like two, three months, where I got sucked in into watching one particular TV show. Then I kind of binge-watched that. and then it? it? um, I can't even remember now I think it was called I think it's called You it's the one where you have the guy who's a bit of a stalker with the with the lady in the bookshop and then you see how he's stalking her trying to get into a relationship with her very random um, but I started watching that because it was recommended by a friend and then once that finished I realised that I was again going into Netflix downloading other shows to watch and then there was like a one month period where my Netflix of cons- my conflict sorry, my Netflix consumption increased significantly. So then I realized that this is not this is not good. So I actually again deleted the app and then since then it's, it's been fine. So for me, actually, my, my use of TV is low. The only time I use it is when I have the intention of playing with my friends and that's more for social reasons. Um, and maybe during the NBA season to watch basketball highlights, but they're like eight minutes. So it's not too bad. You know, as we talk about this topic, I'm, I'm
3: thinking more and more. So growing up, I've lost count the number of times my dad shouted at me to turn the television off yeah. um, because I would basically come home from school and at least from I say 4.30 to 7 just back-to-back episodes on Nickelodeon, TV, watching, 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 <laughs> watching. And so he would always say to me, um, he would just shout, he wouldn't necessarily articulate and explain. He said, books, <laughs> books, 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 television is it's, not going to be useful, et cetera. And it's, it's funny how Um, when people plant seeds you know years ago sometimes you only start to realise at a later stage how how important it is and so if I think about let's say for example because I know Dan you asked me this question a couple years ago if I was to replace the amount of time or half the amount of time I watched television when I'm growing up versus something which is a bit more value-add and productive where would I be today? So going back to to our last episode that could have been an interesting uh, advice to give to a younger self but um but yeah, it's it's again, I think it's the phase that one's in, but I just I just personally don't see um the value whatsoever.
2: Okay. I well, I just I think it's sort all of about moderation. I don't think it's necessarily a negative thing having a TV, but also be cautious and aware of what content you're consuming, what you're allowing into your ears and through your eyes that you're seeing because there is, to be honest, there's a lot of trash on TV these nowadays. Like Love, like, like 90%, Love Island, ninety percent. You can't even get the word like right. Love so you're
1: Island.
2: If you want to keep throwing <laughs> digs, I'm not ashamed to say. Well, huh? No, no thing, to, thing see. I see. What's So what's, what's what the I, problem? I, you're you're I, trying I, to say like a, I'm ashamed of it. I'm, ashamed so, of to, I'm so, not ashamed what, of it.
3: So what I I think is, what I think is perhaps a more constructive model is when you. For example, look forward to. Like, let's say, for example, right now you guys are watching Love Island, or Daniel watching you guys, Love Island. You guys. <laughs> that's something. Wait, wait, that's something which that's something which is going to come and go. You look forward to. Yeah. 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 So, so you actually appreciate television more because you're actually um, um, sort of waiting for Love Island to come on. You watch it for a couple of weeks and then it goes. So, if I take my yeah. example, for example, we're looking forward to when Power comes back on. We'll watch that over several weeks and then and then i mean not on a, the season not, ends yeah not on the yeah. television on, on our on our laptop but the season ends so it's yeah. i think i think the, the novelty the novelty of what a tv can do and, and the joy it can bring wears off if it's a daily use every evening you come home from work yeah. and for example mm-hmm. like for example this is the one thing that doesn't this is the one thing that i i would advise people against which is you cook you cook your your, your evening meal you sit down in front of a television and then you're eating in front of the television you're, why don't you sit with at the end of your marriage, your girlfriend? Sit with your girlfriend or with your wife and have a conversation.
2: Yeah, agree. Because we, for example, we eat at the dining table every evening. Even like, forget the TV; if there's something on, we'll watch that later. But we'll eat at the dining table. There's nothing. It's a habit that I grew up with, and something I want to take in when we start a family. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes because you know how I like to eat in it.
3: I don't even say anything. Yeah, <laughs> twenty sometimes, seconds. yeah. Done. <laughs> when, sometimes you're even better off eating in silence than watching television while you're eating. I'm telling you you need to give the mind a space to um, um, come up with ideas but you know me boy I,
1: sometimes I chop and not say nothing <laughs> no the funniest <laughs> so, yeah. the funniest when you're when you're having dinner with P and he's midpoint and then he puts that food in his mouth and then it's just gone the whole conversation <laughs> is just... <laughs> come on man when, just, you, uh, when you when you fast every year you know how valuable yeah. food is boy yeah that's true that is true but then actually, the one thing that I would say is that sometimes it's also to make sure you get that balance of reducing that content in front of the TV versus other devices like your phone and stuff. Because I think the idea of being militant with your time and efficient, I think the concept is something that we all are doing actually from the sounds of it. But if you're transferring that time away from the TV and spending all of that time glued into in your phone, and that's something that I think is common. If we look at screen times and everything, it's a common trend across across the globe I think then you're not really you're not really fixing anything maybe the problem is yeah. even getting worse because that device is much easier accessible than the tv in your living room
2: yeah to turn honest, the tv can be re- replaced or swapped with anything to be yeah. honest but I think tv is just a prime example here but you know you have to be cognizant of what the t or in inverted commas the tv might be in your own life
1: yeah perfect exactly
0: okay so yeah so Daniel pass it on to you for the book review <laughs>
2: Okay, so the book I'm going to um, the book I'm recommending and reviewing this week is a book called "Who Moved My Cheese," by Spencer Johnson. Anyone heard of it before? You oh. related
1: to him? Daddy? Are you related? This a light. Like
2: <laughs> nah, he's he's not black. But I've not had. <laughs> he doesn't I've have to, to be anything. black to be related to me, no? <laughs> true. And right. true. Very yeah. True. True. Very true. But no, I'm not related to 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 my knowledge anyway. But this is. And for anyone who listened to Pabilo's about fifty-two books in a year, for anyone who's thinking about starting to read, this is a great book to read because it's only ninety pages long, and I'm surprised P hasn't read it. Um, but yeah,
3: <laughs> I, don't, I don't just look
2: up on the internet.
3: You know, I don't just scan the internet for short books.
2: Oh, is it? Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, okay. So the the reason I get, I was um, I read this book maybe. Ten years ago, but it's actually a book I'm going. I'm reading again because it's not just um. It's a book that can be applied to any time in your life, and the reason. Well, oh, I'll talk about. I'll give a summary of the book, and you'll see why. So, the there's there are four characters in the book. There are two mice um, named Sniff and Scurry, and then two humans um who are the size of mice named Hem and Haw. And basically, what they do, they live in a maze and are constantly finding cheese to survive. So that's kind of the understanding of the book. So in the book, the mice have a, a simple strategy. So they try and find each path, they test each path until they can find cheese and ultimately to eat to survive. But the humans think they're a lot smarter and you'll see, in, if you read the book, you find out why it backfires. But basically they find a ton of cheese one day and the mice basically don't think that's going to supply them for the whole lifetime. It's a lot of, lot of cheese, and they don't basically put all the eggs in one basket and just rely on that. But the humans think, oh, they'll end up spending a long time here. So they basically just plant themselves and don't think of finding new ways. They just become arrogant and they just basically show off their cheese and take it for granted and just keep it like that. But like I said, the mice remain vigilant and are always ready to move if, in case the cheese disappears and always check and see if the supply gets lower. So they're constantly looking at the maze and finding new paths to potentially find new cheese. And ultimately, ultimately, as you could probably imagine, one day the cheese uh, runs out. The good thing about the mice—they foresaw this, so they—it wasn't a big problem to them. But to the humans, it was a major and big problem. They were blinded by their arrogance, and they didn't have—they had never left that area to look for more cheese, and what that represents is they were fearful to find out what's out there in the maze. They looked and found cheese in one place and basically stayed there and got stuck, got stuck in the old ways and old habits and started to believe that they were entitled to that cheese for basically the rest of their life. So the humans basically stay in that area, in that maze, thinking and hoping that the cheese will once appear again. And they blame each other for their problems. They start using tools to try and dig behind the walls because they think the cheese might be hidden there but the cheese is just finished. And the long and short of it is the mice have moved on. They found cheese elsewhere. And one of the humans tries to persuade the other one to basically leave and leave that area to try and find new cheese. But that human says, no, they want to stay there. And hoping hope the cheese is going to come back. And there, the person, the character, I think it's Haw, the name of this one is Um Haw, um, gets smart, decides to explore the maze and basically tries to say that there's going to be cheese elsewhere and they leave signs for them on their journey on to, on the maze to say in case they ever decide to leave that you know this is what the, the steps are taking the directions they're taking and why this is important and how you can apply this to life and why i want to read it again is because in life you can become so complacent about where you're in life you think you're entitled to certain things because you've had it for a long period of time but really and truly you're not entitled it's just been a privilege and so the lessons um that are written on the uh, like change happens, that's why the the, mo- the cheese keeps moving in life you need to anticipate, anticipate change, so get ready for the cheese to move monitor change, so smell the cheese often so you know when it's getting old adapt to change quickly so the quicker you let go of old cheese, the sooner you can enjoy new cheese change, which is move with the cheese enjoy change, so savour the new adventure and enjoy the taste of new cheese and be ready to change quickly and enjoy it again the cheese keeps moving. And the reason why that's really good is if you apply it to your own life, uh, if you think about life or work, what stage are you in that kind of, what are you the mice or are you the humans? Are you so fixated in where you are in the maze that you found the job you enjoy, that you're comfortable and you've almost become arrogant in the situa- sense of you feel like you're entitled to what you're doing every day. But really and truly, if that cheese was moved, for example, if you were laid off work, what would you do are you always anticipating that change in the move that okay the cheese might move one day i need to adapt with it i need to be fast i need to be quick but it goes to say in life the cheese is always moving adapt with it oh so
0: that's
2: that's
0: a good Daniel. like in terms of i think listening to that and what your last point is just how do you continually grow and invest in yourself it's basically what like it's and I think way you mentioned that point about getting comfortable with where you are in life, it could be work, personal relationship, et cetera. unless you continue developing and investing in yourself, if something happens, if there's some sort of change, you will be fine. And it's like what we always say, where it's yeah. like guys, invest in yourself. Like don't just get comfortable in a corporation, in a business, because one day you can end up on a restructuring sheet and they could be like, it's time for you to go and unless you no, unless true. you've invested in it, I've, like I've been there I've created those sheets I've had to put people on there and we don't say oh how nice are they no it's just have, you,
3: have, you, ever, have, you, have you ever had to put your own name on there
0: why would I put my own name on it if I were yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why you make I've, sure you're I've, the one that's putting I've, the sheet together I've
3: I've been there still
0: Go exactly on. so unless you invest in yourself you're like, okay, cool. Give me that check, that severance check. I'll find a job in a week. I'll find another job in two weeks. I've got the skills that I need. So that's why you just always need yeah, to invest that,
2: That's very That's very true because even when Hem and Hall were the the human-sized mice in that story, when they were in a situation where the Chiefs had finished, they started blaming each other. Basically, they blamed everything but themselves. They blamed the circumstances and they blamed each other for the Chiefs finishing. But they couldn't look in the mirror and say that it was their fault that they hadn't explored other avenues Upper. Other paths in the maze to find to find new Gs.
0: No, that's really good.
2: Chiro, question.
1: Hmm. <laughs> so this book then? Nah, <laughs> I'm trying to think, of, I'm trying to think of how I word it.
2: It's 90 pages. It's very quick, and well, I'll you. I, you can read it in a day. I would recommend. Like, I the thing is, the book is so captivating, you will read it in day like you will end up walking you' end up walking and reading because it's actually quite, it's very interesting mm-hmm. very very interesting so
1: Daniel, if you had to recommend this book to someone in yeah. in two sentences, how would you do it
2: if I had to recommend it
1: yeah to someone in two sentences so you say so-
3: something so- like something like the only thing that's constant in life is change, find
2: out why No. no.
1: well yeah it's simply that. <laughs> the only thing that that
2: that', that that'll, that'll be perfect actually because then even the name of the book is it's quite captivating. Like, who moved my cheese? Because it's really personal. Who moved my cheese? Because everyone has a cheese in their what, life.
0: What if you don't eat cheese? What if you're lactose? It's,
2: it's good. good, <laughs> <laughs> it's good I was waiting for it, I was waiting for it. That's either, that's either, ne- neither here nor <laughs> there.
3: <laughs> no, now, no, always has been difficult. I, I was being difficult back. in the last episode.
2: Like, this guy's <laughs> been difficult. Hey. He, he just likes to be like that, he, especially towards So, him, so, like, so there's, cool. this,
3: there's this saying, yeah, and I want to, and um, it's called, it's basically or advice, general advice, which is do something that you fear every single day. How, do you, how does someone who lives, who, who most of their week is consisted of the same things, do something scary or on edge for the first time? Because that's, that's one of the ways that you, 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 you keep strengthening that muscle of being able to adapt with change. You're used to doing something different every single day. So how do you do that? Because when I read it, I think, okay, cool. Today's Wednesday. I'm going to go in on Thursday and do something different. And then it just fades. Then I forget about it.
2: What do you, what do you mean by that?
3: So have you, have you, not, have you not heard the, the saying, which is do something that you...
2: Um, yeah, I've heard it. That's what I mean. So how, how have you tried to practice it? Or are you practicing it? Well, i well, it's similar to like eating the frog, because I think it was even today. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Yesterday. I had to call a client, and it wasn't obviously it wasn't favourable news. But I'd been putting off for <laughs> so long. Like I had a half day on. Um, I had a half day the day before, but it's like, oh yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. Do it tomorrow. Do it tomorrow. And I thought, you know what? Let me just do this. So I I called the client, um, and then I explained the situation, everything, and it went a lot better than what I thought it would. And the reason I it went better. the sorry. The reason why I was fearful is. In the past few weeks, I've had kind of a similar situation with clients where it hasn't been favorable, and the amount of the amount of pushback and blasting I got from them <laughs> it wasn't nice so you're you're kind of basing a future event to your your sorry you're basing a future event um to a past event and the future event hasn't yet happened, but I was basing on past experiences and that's why I was putting it off. but as I just kind of did it in the morning, it made me feel a lot better and I just got on with my day and did other things.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's something that we don't do enough of, P. Uh, But I love that feeling. I love that feeling when I get nervous or scared again, um, because you know. (laughs) Don't lie! Don't lie! lie Because because is that no? I honestly love it. Let me give you an example. So this week, last week Monday, by the time people listen to it, um, um, Nathan and I have a, a business meeting with a client. And the excitement i got in terms of the nerves of like okay let me over prepare let me what's all the particular questions that he might ask that gave me that excitement again like that challenge i feel like sometimes when you just like go with the flow and everything's boring like when you go through those when you're preparing for something so big and trying something completely new outside of your comfort zone i love that challenge it gets you nervous but it also Mm -hmm. truly tells you that you're developing you're growing and you can overcome anything yeah. and i love
1: that yeah. dope so daniel book title name author
2: book title who moved my cheese and the author is spencer johnson
1: and how many pages was it daniel just to remind everyone <laughs> if they're looking for a quick short
2: read it's, it's the, the number of pages is 90 he's also got another book actually it's like who moved my cheese again or something like that <laughs> i've read that what one as well cheese no, because it's a nice anecdote for life and it just helps you think of something that's not, you know, it's a, it's, a self, it's like a self-help book, but it's not directly titled for you to think like that. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's useful. Cool. So thank you for listening to episode 27 of Take Flight Podcast. We hope, as always, you found it insightful, enjoyable, and funny. Um, if you have any feedback, feedback for us, please email us at takeflightpodcast.gmail.com. Similarly, you can DM us on Instagram and our handle is at take flight podcast.
1: Peace. Boom. Happy Friday, people. Take off, take flight with you never fly